Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate the fifth Sunday of Lent. Assisting us today, our lector is Tess Keddy. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy and our presider is Father Michael. Ashes to the living font, your church must journey, Lord. Baptized in grace, in grace renewed by your most holy word. Through fasting, prayer, and charity, your voice speaks deep within. Turning us to ways of truth and turning us from sin. Unless like grains of wheat we fall upon the ground and die, we cannot share the gift of life raised up with you. From ashes to the living font, your church must journey still through cross and tomb to Easter joy in spirit fire fulfilled. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. This is our fifth and our final Sunday of our Lenten journey before entering into Holy Week, uh, next weekend being Palm Sunday. And this is also the final weekend of our introduction. Isn't that an interesting play in words? Final week of our introduction to uh, our community covenant uh, and uh, focusing on we embrace this weekend. And so at the four o'clock mass and at the 1130 mass, uh, the live stream masses, there is actually a take 10. And so don't worry once again, uh, being at this liturgy, those will be released on video in the next several weeks. As we gather, we trust that you and I are called continuously into discipleship, deeper into relationship with the Lord, deeper into the desert of our minds, our hearts, our lives, our community, as well as deeper into uh, the, the going forth, the, the, the being uh, pushed out or sent out, uh, being called to share the love of God with uh, the world around us and in our everyday lives. And so we know how much we need the mercy of God to strengthen us, to heal us, and to send us forth. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ eleison, 
Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. By your help, we beseech you, O Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in the same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us be seated and attentive to the Word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt, for they broke my covenant, and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from the least to the greatest shall know me says the Lord, for I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Psalm 51. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin, cleanse me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The word of the Lord. 
and thanks be to God. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever serves me must follow me, says the Lord, and where I am, there also will my servant be. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida and Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life will lose it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for life eternal. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from the heavens. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it and said it was thunder, but others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this, indicating the kind of death he would die. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When we all come to the end of a project, a goal, a commitment, 
Probably instinctively, all of us want to have a sense of accomplishment, a sense that we did it to the best of our ability, right? And yet at the same time too, we know that especially the deep commitments or the long-lasting commitments, the lifelong commitments, if you will, those are something that are constantly evolving and changing. And so it's not a one-time commitment, but a commitment over and over and over again that sometimes takes us in a new way, a new direction, a new insight. So for instance, the commitment to be a mother of a child and an infant is very different and takes something totally different than the commitment to a teenage child, right? Mothers are all like, oh yeah, right? It's very different from being the mother of an adult child who's now getting married. Very different than being a grandmother. And there's all kinds of stages in between, right? So that commitment to have a child has many, many ways it has unfolded. And each new time, each new era, each new challenge takes it into a different level, a different level of depth. And so commitments, especially those lifelong commitments, are never just something that's done or a one time, but are something that kind of totally evolve uh, in, in, in our plan, in God's plan, in the challenges of life circumstances. And yet, at the end of all of those, whether they're short-term, long-term, sh short commitments or, or little commitments, and those major lifelong commitments, all of us want to be able to, at the end, to say, I did what I was supposed to. I accomplished, I fulfilled my purpose. And yet, it's always evolving with the lifelong. We've been talking about our community covenant. Again, this is the final weekend when we're, and again, it's final weekend of introduction. This is not the last you're going to hear of our community covenant, but we've been kind of continuously working through the parts, the sacred commitments, or the, the, the six pillars or, or deep values of our community covenant. And so we're now on the last one, which is we embrace. And what we embrace is about is really being very intentional and willingly accepting what it means to commit ourselves to the call to discipleship in its ever-evolving manifestation in our lives. And at the end of this journey of discipleship, you and I all hope to be able to stand before the Lord and say, I fulfilled my purpose. Now, before I talk a little bit more about the community covenant, just a couple of insights, powerful insights from today's gospel, as well as the second, or excuse me, the first reading that we heard proclaimed today. First of all, we're hearing from the gospel, from the gospel of John, and this is a very significant reading right now, right? Because we've been moving through the Lenten journey, and we know that this Lenten journey is going to move quickly into Holy Week, right? Next week being Passion, Palm Sunday, 
Sunday, and then we unfold the Triduum, the, the, the Lord's Supper, the self-giving life of the Lord given in Eucharist, the death of Jesus on Good Friday, his, his self-giving fully in the midst of, of, of violence and injustice on the cross, and then, of course, Easter, the celebration of new life, not just his new life, but our new life in baptism. And so we're going to be moving into the culmination of that Paschal mystery or the entire gospel as it has built up. In John's gospel, we are now hearing from Jesus as he's looking at the very end of his journey, his purpose and call. And he's reflecting out loud to his fellow, well, he's reflecting out loud to the disciples, the apostles and disciples. And he's talking about what's going to happen to him as well as what's going to happen with them as his followers. And he talks about as right before, he knows that his death is imminent. He doesn't know exactly what that's going to mean probably, but he knows this has been a building purpose, his mission. He's continually confronted, especially the religious authorities as well as the injustices of the time. He knows that the, the, there's a mounting uh, mass of evidence and anger and, and jealousy and so many things against him. And he knows he's there. He's standing before the cross, if you will. And he says, now the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he goes on, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains just a grain of wheat. And then goes on and says, I am troubled, but what should I say? Save me from this hour? It was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Jesus, as he's coming to the end of his journey, even though he's not and he has an, uh, probably a troubled and uncertainty about what he must face to complete this mission, this journey of his in self-giving death and resurrection with that trust in the power that life conquers even death, he, although troubled, says, it is for this purpose that I have come. You can hear in that, I've accomplished it, right? I've done what you've called me to do. I have fulfilled the mission which you have given me. For this purpose, I have come. Father, glorify your name. I will glorify it, says the Father. So he's coming to the end saying, I've, I've done this to the best of my ability. <laughs> and that's Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> Another insight from the, the scripture passages from Jeremiah, powerfully talking about the covenant. The first covenant was the law that was given. It was, of course, the invitation into relationship with God and relationship with one another as the Hebrew or Israelite people. And that was covenant was manifest in so many things, but ultimately on the law that was given on Mount Sinai. And so Jeremiah is talking about that covenant that God entered into with God's people. And it was manifest most profoundly in the law. But... This reflection on Jeremiah takes it to a whole nother level and says, not only will this be a covenant of the law, which you broke, 
and have broken and continue to break, which is what Jeremiah says. But he says, but there will be a new covenant. And that new covenant will be something that is written on your hearts. It will be something within you where no one will need to be taught, where, if you will, there won't need to be a law which needs to be broken. As long as people are in touch with the relationship they have with God and with one another. And so this new law is going to be something that's written on the very heart of every human being. We embrace is a culmination of everything that we've been talking about in the Community Covenant. It is a culmination, a, 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 a pinnacle, if you will, right? A build-up from what it means to pray, to invite, to serve, to nurture, to go forth. It's a bringing all of that together and saying, this is discipleship, and I am accepting what this means, and this is my purpose, and this is your purpose. It is also, though, something that shouldn't be necessarily something that you feel like is being put upon you. There's a great quote from Thomas Merton. I'd like to read it to you so I don't get it wrong. This is Thomas Merton's quote. Vocation or call does not come from a voice out there calling me to be something I'm not. It comes from a voice in here calling me to be the person I was born to be. Let me say that again. Vocation or call does not come from a voice out there calling me to be something that I am not. It comes from a voice in here calling me to be the person that I was born to be. That's what we're trying to express in the community covenant as well as the culmination and the kickback into the cycle of discipleship that we're calling We Embrace. It's not supposed to be something imposed upon, but really the call of every single disciple that's written in every single one of our hearts. We all within our hearts have this deep desire to be in relationship with God in prayer. We all have within our hearts this deep desire to be welcomed and accepted no matter who we are, as well as to share that acceptance with others. Within our hearts, we each have this desire to understand the gifts that God has given us and to use those for the greater glory and the good of others and to have others use their gifts to help support me and my limit and my weakness as well. Within our hearts, we each have this deep desire to continue to grow and to, and to, and to bloom and to open and to be nurtured and supported and cared for and to care for others. Within our hearts, each of us have this deep desire to make a difference in this crazy world, this church, our families, our communities in which we live in, right? That is within every single one of us. It's not a call out there calling me to be something I'm not. It's a call from within that's calling me to be who I am am born to be. The community covenant 
states this very clearly in two questions, essential questions, that you and I need to continually ask ourselves through this commitment of discipleship. The first question is this, how is God communicating to me? What is God saying to me? What is God saying to me right now in this homily, in this music, in this person's hand that I'm holding next to me? What is God saying to me in this word that is both inspired and challenged me, or this intercession? What is God saying to me in the tragedies that we experience within our community, right? The Asian community here in this past week. What is God saying to me and to us? The second question then is, what is God calling me to be and to do for his kingdom? What is God calling me to be and to do for his kingdom? If we spent a lifetime reflecting upon those two essential questions, understanding that in order to answer those questions, what is God saying and what is God calling me to be and do requires prayer, requires uh, hospitality, requires service, requires continuing to grow and nurture, requires living the mission that each of us is called to disciple. If we could embrace those things, each and every one of us coming to the end of our mission, our purpose and our goal that's been planted in the depths of each of our hearts, you and I individually and collectively could say, it is for this purpose that I have come. Glorify your name. And the Lord would speak to you and to us. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Trusting the power, the love that God has poured into our hearts, we bring these prayers and petitions. Our response is, Lord, hear our prayer. That God will transform our fears into hope, selfishness into love, and deaths into new life, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer for an end to gun violence and racism, and for the healing of Atlanta's Asian American communities, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. That the Holy Spirit may cleanse our hearts and give us steadfast spirits for the final weeks of our Lenten journey, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For healing and strength, that God will heal the sick, curb the transmission of the coronavirus, sustain all who care for the sick, and guide those who are working to administer the vaccine, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace this week to be ambassadors of Christ to the world, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially James Mears, Jr. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember today Barton D. Miller and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. 
Lord, hear our prayer. And our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community united in the spirit. In your name we pray, amen. Trusting in the presence and the power of God's kingdom at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. With your spirit. We offer to each other a sign of Christ's peace. For those celebrating virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just a couple of parish announcements. Beginning the week after Easter, Saturday the 10th of April, this Mass will change from 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Please see today's bulletin for additional details. There are only two more fish fries left this Easter season. Uh, the fish fries are held at Sullivan Hall. There will be two fish fries on Good Friday here at Sullivan Hall, as well as down in the administrative center in the South Side. Again, fish fries are takeout only. And we encourage you to take a look ahead of time at the schedule for the celebrations of Holy Week and the Triduum. 
and the schedules and where the celebrations are taking place within our two churches, St. Adelbert's and here at St. Mary of the Mount. Um, and so you can plan accordingly. Together, let us stand and let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we will always be counted among the members of Christ in whose body and blood we have communion, for he lives and reigns forever and ever. Bless, O Lord, your people, who long for the gift of your love and mercy, and grant that by your prompting we will receive what we desire, the receive the gift of your generous self through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. The blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe. And please know that we are always praying for you. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom